This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget you and you network. You can find that on Instagram, you and you underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the you and you network. Shout out to the you and you network. You know what I'm saying? And all those podcasts that's on you and you network. Think for the you and you network. The head brothers at you and you network. You can check out the socials at you, a n d u underscore network welcome back to the unprocessed knowledge podcast we gonna talk that real talk this evening guys today's show we are going to discuss the two pillars of oppression oppression a system of oppression historically as well as today if you look at it If you look at any oppressed group of people throughout the world, through any time period, including today, there's two foundations to a system of oppression, deception and fear. We're going to cover this today because too many people need to hear this. Too many people need to hear this. So this is what we're going to talk about today. I need y'all to walk with me. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to put our thinking caps on. We're going to do some thinking today. Let's talk about deception first. When you deal in deception, you must control narratives. And you must control narratives in all forms. Television. The internet. The radio. The music you listen to. the, The movies we watch. In all forms. You must control the narrative. When you deal in deception, all forms of information is weaponized. Just walk with me. It's weaponized to confuse you. Your open enemy, they want to distract you from things that really matter. Let's think about this. Over the last few few years, what, what just randomly came out of nowhere And had just a big buzz. Is the earth flat. The milk crate challenge. The tide pod challenge. Where are the slave ships? Is the vaccine a death plot? Just think about this. Over the last few years, these things have just came came out of nowhere. And just caught fire. And were the topic of conversation. All over the internet for months and months and months and months and months. While you spending all your time and energy. And are distracted by that. Your enemy is passing laws. To make sure you can't vote. They're passing laws. To make it illegal. To film the police. Because so many police officers. Done got caught murdering people. on Black people specifically on routine traffic stops. By people filming them. And by their body cams. They they starting. Many states are actually starting to pass laws. Where you cannot film the police. They'll arrest you for doing that. They're trying to take away women's reproductive rights. 
They're trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. I thought that issue was settled 50 years ago. They are working to oppress you even further while you are distracted. And remember, I said they have to control narratives in all forms. Have y'all noticed that mainstream media outlets spend have over the last few years have spent a whole lot of time talking about the murder rate in Chicago. They spend a lot of time talking about black on black murder in Chicago. They spend all this time talking about the murder rate in Chicago among black people. But here's what they don't tell you. Outside of Chicago, gun violence amongst black people specifically is actually at like a 30 year low. Chicago is the only place where the gun violence is still very high amongst black people specifically. That's why over the last eight years, maybe even 10, when they talk about black gun violence, it's always Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. What's wrong with these niggers in Chicago? The murder rate in Chicago. 20 people shot yesterday in Chicago. 50 people shot over the weekend in Chicago. Because really, that's all they can turn to. Because throughout the country, amongst black people, gun violence is actually down. 30 years ago, in, in the 90s, it, it was L.A. It was all about L.A., shootings in L.A., gun violence in L.A., Crips and Bloods, niggers, ran red and blue, shooting at each other, killing everybody. What's wrong with black folks? What's wrong with black folks? What's wrong with black folks? Now in Chicago. Pretty soon, you kind of just... Stop here in Chicago and all you really focusing on is the black people shooting each other. That's all you really focusing on. Not that it's like centralized in one city in one place. All you hearing is black people shooting each other, black people shooting each other. That's the narrative. Here's what you don't hear. Another young white male committed a mass shooting and we need to pass laws to stop young white men with guns from killing people like Dylan Storm Roof and Kyle Rittenhouse and Peyton Gendron. Hell, hell, Sandy Hook. These young white males are super predators. We need to pass federal laws to stop them. You will never hear that. You'll never hear that because your slave master uses deception to keep you up under him. It ain't to punish his children. It's to keep a boot on your neck. You need to realize, or do y'all realize, all over the Midwest, white people are slanging crystal meth like you wouldn't believe. And they wouldn't dare treat them like they did black folks in the 80s. They get rehab centers. When these white folks are walking around all strung out on crystal meth, can't function, they send them to rehab. In the 80s, your father got sent to prison. That's what happened to him. He didn't get sent to no hospital because he had a cocaine addiction. He got sent to prison on a minimum mandatory sentence because they said black folks were so violent and they were super predators and we got to do something about it. Your slave master control controls these narratives because deception is the weapon that he uses to destroy you. One of the weapons. We're going to get to the other one shortly. That's why, as a people, it's very important that some things we just shut down immediately. 
we got to shut down nonsense like when joe rogan i hope you're listening joe rogan has these white supremacists on his show like ben shapiro and milo and richard spencer and the proud boys talking about how black people have low iqs and how black people are inherently violent and how black people are just subpar human beings and they were better in slavery and all this racist rhetoric we know that ain't true but here's the point they put that information out there to justify harming you they want to normalize this thought process as black people being subpar human beings and dumb and violent to justify harming you so when peyton gendron shows up to your grocery store and commits a mass shooting they don't want the reaction to be as bad they want the reaction to be oh you know they were subpar human beings anyway low iqs you know probably better off without them that's why that's what the narrative is that they're trying to say they did the same thing in nazi germany in the 1940s it started with a propaganda campaign that's how the Nazis, when the nazis got their foot in, foot in the door the first thing they did was release propaganda rhetoric talking about how the jews were subpar human beings and after a while people normalize the rhetoric so when they start rounding them up and throwing them in ovens eh, better off without them subpar human beings anyway i mean isn't this just a better place with them not being here that's the thought process and while i'm on it these so-called black networks tv1 bet centric all all these other so-called black media outlets they really do not do a good job when it comes to keeping black people informed about systemic racism white supremacy let's just call it like it is let's just call it like it is we need a black media of folks of individuals that's going to tell y'all the truth everybody should be following the unu network on instagram u a n d u underscore network black podcasters we all have our own voice we all gonna keep it real with y'all we're gonna tell y'all the truth the unu network and individuals like the unu network we need to support these outlets so we can get real information and really stay informed because stations like bet i'm not picking on bet but everybody knows bet right stations on bet they don't do a good job when it comes to news these stations these so-called black-owned stations are really shields for the democratic party they're really shields for the democratic party their whole purpose is to make black people make sure black people go to the polls and vote democrat when it's election time they don't have no problem calling out racism when donald trump is in office but outside of that it doesn't get it doesn't get the coverage it deserves it doesn't get explained the way it should it doesn't get reported on and taken seriously until after the mass shooting the second pillar of uh or the second foundation call it a pillar the second pillar of us that holds up the system of oppression is fear fear not your oppressor being scared of you but you being scared of him your open enemy knows his numbers are dwindling that's one reason why they hate and why they're trying to get rid of abortion in these so-called you know, conservative states white folks know their numbers are dwindling within the next 30 years 
they are projecting that the United States of America will no longer be a majority white country. It ain't the great replacement theory. Remember, I said we're going to think tonight. Let's let's really talk about it. why are the numbers amongst white folks dwindling? I believe they're about to or they may already be in a negative birth rate. A negative birth rate means more people classified as Caucasian are every year are dying than are being born in the United States. If they're not there yet, they're almost there. Let's take a look at some of the reasons why the numbers are dwindling amongst white people. Well, women are choosing to have careers. Talk to your grandma, your great grandma. They probably come from a generation where people had it, it wasn't uncommon for people to have like eight, nine kids. Some of y'all grandmas and great grandmas are had got like 12, 13 brothers and sisters. Women really aren't having eight, nine, 10, 12 kids these days. Two, three at the most, if they want two or three. Some women are just choosing to have careers. Another aspect of that, the, the cost of living is so dramatically overpriced in America. Who can afford, who, who can live in New York City and Washington, D.C. and L.A. and Chicago and have nine kids? Who can afford it? You, you got to send one out of them to college? You know how much that's going to cost? The cost of having a large family is just too great. That's another reason. We also, in 2022, we live in a climate where those who are classified as LGBTQIA are more comfortable coming out and being themselves than they were 50, 40, even 30 years ago. Back in the 19th, Lord, I mean, back in the 1950s, 60s, even 70s, even up through the 80s, hell, probably up through the 90s. You had men who were, and probably women too, you had people who were LGBTQIA, but they were married and had families. You had men who were LGBTQIA, and they had a wife and kids at home. And then at night, he'd have to sneak off to like a secret LGBTQIA club and meet up with his boyfriend. Because the climate of the times was such that no one could know. No one could come out. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that everyone who is LGBTQIA is comfortable uh, coming out and, and revealing that. What I'm saying is we live in a time where the climate is so more people feel comfortable being openly LGBTQ. And also in 2022. Interracial dating isn't as taboo if it was even 30 years ago. Back in the early 90s, Spike Lee came out with a movie called Jungle Fever. It was about Wesley Snipes dating his white secretary. It was about an interracial relationship. And even that movie was looked at like, oh, man, he dating a white girl. Oh, man. <laughs> and this is in the 90s. Back in the 90s, if you was in an interracial relationship, you know, you you wouldn't have Becky meet you on the black side of town. All right. You would meet up with her way across town somewhere where ain't nobody know you. <laughs> and even back then, one of the sisters would spot you and be yelling. Yeah, I see you, Tyrone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to do that nowadays. We don't have to do that these days. People are more comfortable in interracial, interracial relationships in 2022. And of course the product of that relationship that if it's between a black person and a white person that baby's not considered white in the system of white supremacy 
that baby is considered a non-white child. And you also have immigration. More people coming into the United States looking for opportunities, more non-white people coming into the country looking for opportunities, so on and so forth. Remember when Donald Trump, Donald Trump was president, he wanted to build a wall to stop the Mexicans. He passed laws to stop the Muslims from coming over here. And he said, you know, we, we need to make it easier from, for, 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 you know, people from like Finland and Sweden and some of the white folks from Eastern European countries. We, we, we need to get some more of them over here. So their numbers are doing But your enemy also knows he can't stop it. He can't stop his numbers from dwindling. He can't stop a woman from choosing a career. He can't stop people from choosing an LGBTQIA lifestyle. He can't stop people from dating interracially. He can't stop immigration. He can't stop it. So since he knows he can't stop it, he's preparing the landscape. He's conditioning everyone in America with the mentality that he is going to rule as a minority. He knows he's going to have to use fear tactics to keep a hold on resources for white people specifically when he's in the minority. For those of y'all who, who think I'm exaggerating, this is going on in South Africa. In South Africa, white people have always been like less than 10% of the population, but they ruled. They control the resources over there now. Why? Why? Because people are scared to oppose them because they know the savagery of them. They remember what they went through doing apartheid, the black folks. They remember how the white people ruled over them. He's setting the landscape. So people will be scared to oppose him. Because if you oppose him, maybe Peyton Gendron will come to your grocery store. Maybe Kyle Rittenhouse will come to your protest. Maybe Dylan Storm Roof will come to your church. Why do you think they got all these racist militia groups? Hmm? Why do you think that? Let's grown folks talk here. Let's, let, let's talk through the problem. Why do you think that? All these hillbillies. With all these damn guns who do you think them guns is for those guns are not for when the grid goes down and they got to live off the land and protect themselves those guns aren't because they love guns so much you know they just got to have a thousand of them those guns are for when they get the green light to go shoot black people in large numbers that's what those guns are really for do you think i'm exaggerating let me drop something on you Hurricane Katrina, 2005. Go listen to all those black people who survived. Tell stories about how white folks were shooting anyone black. It's Hurricane Katrina. The levees broke. It's a national uh, national disaster. You you trapped. Black folks were out trying to get help. They were out looking for su- supplies. And white folks would call them looters and just start shooting them. Do you know how many black people were killed during Hurricane Katrina due to being shot? We hear these stories and think either people are exaggerating or it was just a bunch of niggers shooting each other like they do in Chicago. It was white people killing them. It was white people killing them.
72, as I said, new homes and counting in this one neighborhood. The homes here for musicians who need affordable housing started, the idea was started by Harry Connick Jr. and Branford Marsalis. They're behind the project. But as we said, problems in the city do linger, and so do questions about what happened four years ago in the wake of Katrina. This is a story about vigilantes who were actually roaming the streets armed with guns, some allegedly shooting people. They were private militias, some taking the law into their own hands. Why did they do that? And are police actually investigating? Tonight, Gary Tuckman went looking for answers in this troubling report. Listen to these shocking comments made by Hurricane Katrina survivors days after the storm. We shot them. They were looters. Is this true? We came to New Orleans to find the people in this documentary shot by Danish filmmakers. And to talk to this man, who says three nights after Katrina, he saw three armed white men, one of whom pointed his gun at him. He said, I'm going to get you. Donnell Harrington, who says he was merely walking to a ferry boat in the mostly white neighborhood of Algiers Point, was shot in the neck. But it wasn't over. I managed to get up to my feet, and the guy let off another shot, and he hit me in my back, and I fell and hit the ground again. His life was saved by this surgeon, who says his hospital typically gets one or two gunshot victims over a 30-day period. But in just the few days following Katrina... How many gunshot wounds did you get? Six to ten. So that's pretty unusual. Yes. The doctor says about half of those gunshot victims died. Clearly, people were taking matters into their own hands. There was no shortage of panic, paranoia, and lawlessness in New Orleans. So there were many in Algiers Point who took extreme measures. Measures, they say, had nothing to do with race, but security. Is it fair to say in your neighborhood, you organized basically a private militia? Private militia, neighborhood watch. But a neighborhood watch with dozens and scores of guns? Yep. Vinnie Pervell says he doesn't know who shot Donnell Harrington but told me he and his neighbors had a huge number of weapons at the ready to keep criminals away, and that some of his neighbors had been firing shots. I used the Second Amendment. I bared arms to protect myself, and I'll do it again. Algiers. You heard it. That was from CNN 12 years ago. They know what's happening out there. They was, couldn't wait to grab them guns, get in the boat, and go hunt some niggers. That's what was happening. As... The Caucasian population dwindles in numbers. You're going to see a rise in their tyranny. You're going to see a rise in their violence. It's going to be a shock and awe to some of you black folks who, who run around talking about good white people. Jesus love everybody. Your oppressor is going to show you who he is. I hope you don't have a Peyton Gendron down where you work. I hope you don't. But things like this are going to keep happening. He is going to use deception and fear to keep his grip on this empire you do realize all empires was built off of mass murder don't you you do realize what happened to the native american indian don't you the aboriginal peoples of this land hell not just in america study some european history study the roman empire the united kingdom the oligarchs of russia these empires were built off of mass murder and oppression he knows what he has to do to maintain his seat of power. Here's part of the problem that we got to address. And I'm talking to black folks specifically. Y'all think when people such as myself, the UNU network or anyone else. Who really, really keeps it real and tell y'all what's happening out here. Y'all think either it's entertainment or we just being extra. I don't do this for entertainment. And I can promise you I'm not being extra. But here's what we got to address. Too many of us black people 
want to love the person that's oppressing us. When you see a white man, you see your football coach. You see the boss down at your job. You see the president of the United States. You see Jesus. And not only do you want to love him, you want him to love you. That's the problem. That's the problem. Y'all better wake up. You better wake up out here. Deception and fear. That's the real alliance of oppression. I should have named my first book that. Once again, this has been another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thanks for listening. You're not the benevolent one. You're not the savior of the earth. You're not the just judge to rule the planet. You are not that. You put us in captivity, slaughtered us in the slave pit, tortured us to give us our freedom, lynched us when you did give us our freedom, castrated us, raped our women, destroyed us in places like Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're not the benevolent one. You're being replaced. You, you've got your pink slip. You're fired. 30-day notice. You got to go. You're out. You're done. Pack your bag.